Episode 78, Julie Cabezas is helping entrepreneurs actually understand social media strategy. The Online Course Guy Podcast. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content and packaging it up in an online course and they're making a living doing it. Didn't you take some kind of course that covered this stuff? Check it out. It's a good course. It's a good class. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Here's the Online Course Guy. Hello, everyone. Jacques here, and welcome to another edition of the Online Course Guy podcast. Today, I was joined by one part of a two-part duo that runs an Instagram agency and, of course, an online course. And the one that I was joined by, her name is Julie. Her partner, Samantha, did not join us. And it was great to have her on because not only did we talk about her online course, but we also talked about Instagram strategy for people with online course businesses. Let me talk about that a little bit more in a second. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor of the podcast, and that's Bonjoro.com. There literally isn't an easier way to send a short video to your customers for whatever reason you want, such as thanking them for buying your online course. I highly recommend Bonjour. I've recommended it for a long time, well before they were the sponsor of this podcast. It's a tool I use every single day, and I think you should too. Get started for free. See if it's for you by going to bonjouro.com slash Jacques. That's bonjouro.com slash J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. So again, I was excited about this episode for for really two reasons, and that's, of course, to talk about Julie's online course, but also to get some good information about how to utilize Instagram for online course businesses. And also, it was cool that Julie also has an engineering background and completely shift gears like I did. So a lot of great things from the full interview coming up right now. So Julie, why an online course for you? An online course was a way for us to get out of doing in-person events and take what we had designed to so many more people. So back when we first started our company, we were doing personal, in-person, one-on-one. Well, it was one-to-many, but we had 20 spots. And we realized that we could take this so much bigger if we were to open this up to people that didn't have to be there in person. So we moved to online courses and really saw that that was amazing for being able to connect with so many more people. So what what are those steps that led to you eventually creating your online course and take me back as far as you want to, but I know you, you kind of had, you started your own company first and then took that information like you were saying and turned it into an online course. Yeah. So we started with one client and that was a, um, kind of your traditional agency model where you manage the client, you create their content, you post it for them, you engage, grow their account and create leads. And that client was super successful. But at the time, we didn't really have any business model concept of what we were doing. So we thought, okay, let's, in order to supplement our income, let's go ahead and do workshops. You know, So we started doing workshops because we saw that entrepreneurs didn't really understand social media strategy. And when we were doing those workshops, we were teaching the top five social media platforms, which at the time were LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. But we were getting all of our results just using Instagram. So behind the scenes, we're using Instagram to fill the workshops, to sell, you know, to enroll new clients. But we were teaching the other five. So we decided to niche our expertise 
and really come out with a course that was just on Instagram. So that's what we did. And we took our in-person workshop because what we noticed, and this is a huge business lesson, is that we tried to teach people so much information in such a short period of time that they couldn't integrate it and really implement it. And if they did, they'd get confused, have questions and quit from that one-day workshop. So we turned the one-day workshop into a six-week course. At the time, it was six weeks. And that gave people time to take it little by little, implement, and then ask questions and actually get a result, which would lead to more referrals and just bigger business overall. So to help me understand kind of your business as a whole, what's the breakdown of like percentage of revenue or time you spend on the different aspects of your business, be it online course, agency, whatever else there is? I would say it's a 75-25. 75% is focused on our agency where we create content, Instagram content for our clients, and we train them to post it themselves and to engage and grow the account themselves. It's a very specific niche that we've found. And then on the other side, 25% is marketing and selling our online course. Gotcha. Okay. So even in the agency side of things, you still are now focused just on Instagram. Correct. Based on the kind of the test and the results that you yeah. saw. What type of what type of person? Obviously, I'm an entrepreneur myself. What what type of person is going to the, your agency side to for you to work with? Well, our our ideal client is somebody that has a big vision, and they have a very small team. So they're trying to have run a very lightweight business. They're typically a personal brand expert, or they have an expertise. We attract a lot of people that say, "I'm really good at what I do," and they've created their success offline but they want to start taking that online and they're like, what's a brand? What's content? Like, do I just post my product pictures? And we say, no, you need to create a content strategy that educates and inspires people and gives them a reason to follow you day by day, month by month and you know, year after year. So a lot of our clients really don't get the social arena and they're kind of thinking, well, is it just pretty pictures? Is Instagram just for kids? Is Facebook, like, isn't Facebook friends and family? What are you supposed to do with a business on social? And that person is really looking at, you know, how do I grow my business? So our clients aren't typically looking for like the 2 million followers. They want to get three, four clients a month for their like premium services. Um, so we're really focused on personal branding and people that have like a message and they want to create content around that message and get known but they also are ultimately looking at business, like business result. All right. So you said something a minute ago that I want to jump back to And it was entrepreneurs don't understand social media strategy. And as an entrepreneur, I don't really understand social media strategy, not near as well as I would like to. But what did you mean by that? Well, most entrepreneurs, especially if we're leading our businesses, like our mindset is sell, 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 sell. Where, where, how can I sell more? Sell more, right? And when you like meet a new person at a networking event or something, you're not typically going to right away pitch them your products and services like on the spot, unless you guys have a conversation or you see that there's a need there that they've expressed a need. So most entrepreneurs are getting on social media saying, how many sales can I create today? Versus kind of looking for those thousand true fans on online and really cultivating a network of referrals and of people that love your content and love your message and 
you know, are at all um, phases of that sales spectrum. So some people might be two years away from buying. Some people might be a week away from buying. So you want your social media strategy to encompass things that matter to all those people, whether or not they're ready to necessarily buy right now. So as far as like digital products, for, for people that have digital products, specifically online courses, right? Um, let's talk about some, some things you can recommend for, for how to run a, an Instagram. Um, I guess it's not a channel. What is it? A page, right? Right, an right. Instagram page. Um, do you have any, first of all, do you have any clients that, that their main product is an online course? No, we are our biggest client with that. We've done huge Instagram launches, but we haven't ever, um, we haven't ever, you know, managed someone whose main goal was to sell an online course. We have someone now in our funnel that's working their way toward that because we've completely booked out their private practice with clients. And now they're like, I'm completely maxed out. I want to start making more money with an online course. Um, so we were working on it, but we don't have anybody in the past that's, you know, besides ourselves. Right. But you have, you have yourselves, which is probably the best example anyway. And I'm just going to think of a random example. What if somebody had a piano course, right? Um, what, I mean, I, that, that's one of the things I've struggled with in terms of Instagram is like, I don't have all these, these objects that I'm creating that I can just snap a picture of and put them on Instagram. Right. What do you, and it's so counterintuitive to so, to so many people. So I completely get what you're saying. So on Instagram, it's a very different culture. So people typically don't want to buy from you until they know who you are. Whereas in the online world, at least to my understanding, it's like, give me the opt-in, give me value, and then I'll care about you later. So on Instagram, it's almost completely flipped where they would want to see you doing your house projects and your family and doing the podcast interviews. And you definitely want to include piano all the way through your feed because they, you want people to understand that that's what your focus is or that's what your expertise is. But people often would, for example, flood their Instagram feed with um, testimonials from other students that they've had. Like you could post a piano student every day but no one follows an account on Instagram to see a random person in their feed every day. They want to get to know you. So the goal is to basically have different areas that you're going to be talking about from a story perspective, like who you are, what you are really passionate about. And your business is only one of those kind of pillars typically. And then the education, unless you wanted to just directly educate people on Instagram, I don't think you would because that's what your course is about. So you really want to inspire them and connect with them and make the, the whole goal is to make them believe that they could be successful with the course. So they're getting to know you, step one. Step two is you're building authority through deliberate posts about what you do. And then step three is you're leading them, of course, to some kind of an opt-in or offer off of Instagram. Okay. I hear what you're saying. And that makes total sense. Cause like if I, if I want to buy a product, whether it's digital or not, like I'm more likely to buy something from, from somebody I feel like I know, right. Whether I truly do know them or I just feel that way because of things like Instagram or, or Facebook and, um, their posts in those types of places. But my next question would be, okay, like I, I get that, but I don't have 30,000 followers like on YouTube. I have 30,000 subscribers and I know that when I put a new video out, video out there, the people that have seen things from me before are going to consume the content and um, you know, continue engaging with me. I, I don't have mm-hmm. that on Instagram. So I feel like I could post, like, hey guys, I've just moved into my new office. Here's what my piano looks like in this room. But it would just be crickets. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were earning a full-time salary when we had less than 2000 followers on Instagram. And the way we were doing that was number one, posting great content. Just like you said, it's a mix of different things that you're, t- that you're talking about. But then we would jump on another um, Instagram page, like an influencer's page. And sometimes it was paid and sometimes we enrolled them in our vision. Like we really love how you inspire and, and help entrepreneurs. We do the same thing. Can we offer your audience a free training on how to monetize their Instagram? And many of them said yes for free. At that point, people check you out because they want to see that you have legit content. But then if they're, as long as your profile kind of checks out, it doesn't matter the followers as much. They'll go right from that influencer's page over to an opt-in and they'll actually jump on your list. So we've gotten leads for, I mean, thousands. We've built our email list by thousands just in a single collaboration on Instagram with a big influencer or a big group. So you can build your audience quickly and you can, you can sell very fast on Instagram. And it's not just by your own efforts, if it makes sense. So is your course more focused on getting the, the followers that are, you know, you mentioned thousand true fans, you know, getting those, those true fan followers, or is it more what to post or is it both? It's but definitely both. So there's the passive side where you're posting great content with hashtags and you're getting people to find you that way. And then there's the active side where we'll go on every single day on the platform and we'll engage by connecting with somebody. So we would find you and say, Jacques looks like an awesome entrepreneur. I want to send him a message. We would just introduce ourselves and start building a relationship with you one-on-one in that way. Gotcha. So, so it's both. So people, so people listening to this that, that have an online course but aren't leveraging... Instagram, they, they would be a good fit for your course? Yeah, for sure. For sure. The course covers personal branding, which is the number one thing, like being um, transparent. And then it covers Instagram content strategy and then how to reach out and get customers. So it's okay. kind of a, a three t- three-step process. Gotcha. So let's, let's keep talking about your online course. Um, as far as taking the information that you had and you decided to, t- to make it an online course, like how did you even know how to do that? And what were the steps that you took um, to eventually launch that online course? Well, the first step that we did was we broke our, we looked at what result we wanted to get our students to get from the course. And then we tried to break that into a logical step-by-step um, learning process So the goal is to be able to turn a follower into a buyer. And that starts with like content planning, content creation, posting and engaging. So we created a six module course. We put, we created the course, like the first time we created it, we, we created it, we sold it. And then we created it week by week as it was supposed to go out because we'd already done it for like two years. So we kind of knew the process worked one-on-one. We just had to film the videos. So the first time we sold it and then we created the material. And the way that we sold it was that we had already built a list and we started to do some webinars that we called monetize your Instagram, turning followers into buyers. And then we picked big influencers to uh, share this free resource with their audience. Those people went onto our webinar and then we had a follow-up sequence 
to close those people. And the funny thing is we've done so many like webinar trainings and courses and stuff like that. And I think our close rate was more effective, like right at the beginning before we knew anything at all, because we were just being so authentic and in like, we were inspired to like help everybody. And you know, when those funnels get really complex and long and like drawn out, it just loses its like authenticity. So we were just two, two girls on the camera talking about Instagram, sharing what we were doing, talking about the value of the course. We gave a lot of good value on the webinar and then we did the follow-up sequence and we had a pretty brief like window to close. And I think our first round we did like maybe like 30 to 40 people in the course. It was pretty good for our list size. And, um, and we just, we've kept building from there ever since. You mentioned two girls. I don't think you've mentioned your partner yet. Um, Oh yeah. Samantha. Yeah. What's why, why, why didn't you go at this alone? What's why, why did you have, why do you have a partner? Well, when we first met, she had already landed this client. So she's kind of more of the sales half of our business. She's very good at landing clients and creating opportunity that way. So she had the client and I was, I have a a copywriting background and she doesn't, she hates writing copy. So she was like, "I, I have a client and I need a writer. Do you want to partner on this with me? I said, absolutely, would love to. And then we got, we had such a good connection and relationship when we got started that we've continued to build over time. So she's the visual half of our business. We create content for clients. So she's in charge of creatively directing all the photo shoots. And then I'm in charge of storylines, tech, and copywriting. And so that's kind of how we manage. And it's a great, great partnership. That's great. I've heard I've heard both sides of the argument in terms of whether to have a partnership or not. I you know, I'm I'm a solo operation myself. The the argument for a partnership is that you know, you can have two people working together with with different strengths and um and it's that um uh what's the what's the the seven habits of highly effective people like the one of the habits is um a synergy, right? You have that synergy. Right. It's like one plus one is more than two. Uh, but right. on the other side of the the argument is um, if one person is not holding their weight, and it could just get to be a huge mess. Uh, in your mm-hmm. opinion, you, like, do you recommend people have a partner when they're starting a business? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a very personal decision. Samantha and I actually practice a self mastery strategy that's very much about identifying where you're holding back and where, where you can give more and like be all into something to a project and aligning is like half the battle, you know? So we're always, we meet with our, like a mentor every two weeks to continue to align and create more synergy. And, and, you know, we all have bad habits. So like peeling out those bad habits and aligning more and more is absolutely essential. I don't think we would have made it as a partnership without that continuous alignment, honesty, and everything. But I do see it as a very personal decision. You got to have the right business partner for sure. Gotcha. So this may be a silly question since you're an Instagram person, but like, but, but how do you get most of your traffic from, for the course? Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) We still use Instagram. It's gotten with referrals. It's gotten a way easier to grow um, the user base of the course so we still get referrals. We still get, um, we do affiliates. So we have an affiliate program, even for our course participants, which I think is pretty unique. 
we allow any course participant to share it for a for an affiliate referral fee. And that's kind of nice because when you pay 500 or 250 for a course and then you have the opportunity to earn your money back just by sharing it with others, it's like a nice bonus for them. So we use that. We use Instagram and we're still always planning collaborations and we don't really have a deliberate traffic strategy. We've never done Facebook ads or Instagram ads. Um, we just really like nurture our community and find additional opportunities every month to talk about the course and to talk about Instagram and the value of it. And that's how we continue to grow. Okay. And I noticed uh, when I was looking up information about your course that it isn't within any sort of like evergreen funnel, evergreen webinar, anything like you just go to the page. Uh, social brand school and buy it. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on having some sort of elaborate, you know, sales funnel versus the way you have it where I can just go to the site sales page and I could buy it? I think like numbers, numbers definitely speak volume. So we used to do the launch model, which is, you know, every how, however often there's an open cart date, a closed cart, and you're kind of pouring resources into this massive launch. And then at the end, almost every entrepreneur I've ever talked to has had the same experience that at the end, you're exhausted. You're almost too exhausted to even like give a good customer experience. And because our course is also very hands-on, it's not like totally an evergreen course, but, and then it's like, you're dreading the next launch and then you got to psych yourself up, even though the money's great, it's just money, you know? So we started to work on an evergreen model where we wanted to sell one course a day was our initial goal. And we were doing that by an evergreen webinar funnel, which was pretty good. It had like pretty standard three to 5% conversions. And we'll use that a little bit, but we've kind of focused, we've kind of just really focused on meeting people, engaging them on Instagram and putting them into that funnel. So we're not using it. I don't think it's right or wrong, but we're trying to build something that's kind of never been built before in a way that feels really good to us. And that's a way that we feel is sustainable for our business. So are you selling one course a day? We're getting close. We're getting pretty close. It comes in chunks. So it's not like one on Monday, then one on Tuesday. It's more like five to 10 on Monday and then zero. (laughs) And then, you know, a week later we get like a little chunk of like 10 or 12 because we're doing it this way with, interviews, podcasts, stuff like that, and engaging on Instagram. And if we send an email, of course, too, about it, then we'll get sales that way. Right. So so tell me a little about the the next course. You're you're creating another course or is it it an update to the existing course? We're always refining our course and improving and adding. So the first thing that we're looking at doing is our course is kind of like a master's level. It's kind of like everything you need to monetize your Instagram. And we found that there's like 90, 10, like 90% of people are just like, tell me the first couple steps, make it easy. Let me start posting within 24 hours and just like, let's go, you know, and we don't have that course right now. So we're creating that course for an October 1st launch And that's going to be literally like you can watch the course in a day and just be posting the next day with strategy, you know, with a level of quality that's authentic to you and stuff like that. And then there's going to be the bigger course that we have now that is like more of the full. But I have so many ideas for courses. I love creating content. 
So I want to do a copywriting course. We need to do an in-depth photography course because if you really do want to DIY your Instagram, then photography is a key skill set. So we give you a little bit of that inside social brand school, but I wouldn't say it's a full-blown photography course. It's more like know enough to be dangerous so that you can get, get going and edit and kind of create it as you go. Are, the, are your existing students going to get access to the new course on October 1st? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we, we kind of we grandfather everybody in. Um, and that's, that's been working really well. Content creation in general is such a skill that we launched something kind of unique called the private circle, which is like a mastermind. So with an evergreen course, the idea is that they just take the course, implement it, and they're good to go. But when it's personal branding, it's a very inside job. You know, you got to look at like what my strengths are, what do I want to talk about myself, what parts should I not talk about, and like what's my message, and how do I create my imagery. And copywriting in general is a is a skill that a lot of people are just very foreign to. So the mastermind is a three month program where you get the course, you get one private call a month, which is like reviewing your content, helping you with your branding, and then you get one to two group calls where we're going to talk about engagement and, you know, it's like a, like a, like a traditional mastermind. So that's been working really well with, with this teaching the skill of content creation so that people have the ability to ask questions and engage and not have to Google. You can't Google what's my personal brand. Like you have to create it from within, you know? Julie, next, let's talk about some of your favorite tools, online tools that you're using in terms of like hosting a membership site, email autoresponder. What are some of your top like three to five tools you're using? Well, we love ConvertKit. We've been using that bad boy since like day one. I met Nathan Barry at a conference like maybe five years ago and just love him and love everything he's about and jumped into the email marketing program without even really knowing much about it. And it's turned out to be really great. I love the simplicity of it. I love the tagging. It's awesome. Um, and it's continuously getting better, the integration between ConvertKit and Teachable. So we use Teachable as our, as our um, learning development platform. That's really fun. Teachable is... We always use the basic features and we've literally never had an issue with the platform. We started at the $300 a month like premium version of Teachable because it comes with on-demand customer support. And we wanted that when we were launching the course. We didn't want to be stuck without help. So we paid for that $300 a month for like a year and we literally never called support ever. And so we went down to $30 a month and it's like still the exact same thing. So, I mean, you can get away with like the $30 a month plan. Um, You do sacrifice a little bit on like, processing fees, you know, with the course sales. So we, I love that. And then I also love, um, we use a a company called fat merchant, which is F A T T merchant. And it's like a zero percentage credit card processing platform. It's a flat $75 a month. And it's been amazing. I mean, we process hundreds of thousands of dollars through them. And it's the best. Like, I think it's after you get to $4,000 a month, the $75 works out percentage wise so that you can actually like not have to pay additional percent on top of like, um, 
you know, the visa and the Amex fees and stuff like that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got to ask you more about that because that sounds unbelievable. I pay an ex- extraordinary amount of money in, in bank fees each month. And I'm yeah. if I can pull up like how much I spent last month in bank fees while we're talking. But I mean, what's the catch? Is that so- that's something that replaces Stripe? Well, it's, it's um, we use it for all of our private clients. So let's just say you wanted to send an invoice to of uh, $5,000. We use it for, for those types of invoicing. Um, we always also used it for our uh, social brand school funnel, but it's not as user-friendly as Stripe in terms of the interfacing and receipts and tagging and stuff like that. It's super basic. So you'd send them to a site and we did this forever. We don't use it now just because it was not allowing us to then tag somebody and convert kit or like tag people in the school or automatically register people for the school. So we couldn't figure out a Zapier or anything with the Gmail notifications. Um, But it does work. Like you can literally send people from a funnel to the fat merchant page where you have the price and you have the course description and then you have where they just enter their credit card information. So it's, you're losing a little bit of user interface, like user experience with that, and also the auto tagging and entering them into the course. Very but, interesting. Um, I'm going to look into that. I, I use ClickFunnels for my order forms, and I doubt that they integrate with something like that yet. But I just pulled up how much I spent in bank fees last month. It's $989.07. Yeah, yeah. 75 sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. And we've been using them for years. They were a startup that we met at um, SUPEX, which is like a startup convention in Florida. And they're based in Florida. And they're really cool. All right. So moving on, uh, what are you struggling with in your business? What are we struggling with? I would say we are struggling with um, balancing. So our main driver of our business is the client side. We've never, because of our, like, you know, what you want your income to be and what we're charging for the course and the funnels and stuff, I would say that we haven't ever expanded beyond the 25% focus on the course because we're so focused on serving the client side. And so the course is, the course side is obviously scalable. It's way more scalable than the client side. Um, but making that leap to really taking on ads, advertising, setting up funnels in a way that seems still feels authentic to us and like aligns with our values and then growing the core side of the business, um, to where it's, we believe we have the best personal, the best simplest and most effective personal branding strategy out there. So we really want to get that into the hands of as many people as possible. And we really are struggling with the growth, like managing the attention and jumping from the private side over to the course growth side, because we're just two people. And then we have one full-time, um, uh, pro- we call her a production manager. She helps us with like our client side, but we still, we still don't have a VA. Like we do everything ourselves. So I would say leveraging that and like growing the course side more. Cool. So uh, next question is going to be about advice. So somebody who 
who is knowledgeable about something um, like you ended up being with, with Instagram, um, but doesn't really know where to even start with an online course, what advice do you have for that person? Getting started with an online course? Mm-hmm. I would say that I wouldn't plan on using an online course right off the bat as your primary income source. So with the course, you want to make the course simple and actionable and drive a a specific result. So it's kind of a matter of expectations. If you say that I'm going to get A and I get A, then I'm happy. If you say I'm going to get A and B, but I only got A, then I'm not happy, even though I still got the same thing at the end, you know? So the simpler the course and the more actionable, the simpler the promise and the more actionable the course that they can get the result, the better. And like a a course that delivers on its promise is is going to be successful, you know, if that promise is valuable. And if it doesn't deliver, then you're really going to struggle to grow the course. Well, Julie, this is uh, this has been a great conversation, and I, I think I'm personally going to check out uh, your your course after this because I could definitely use some help with Instagram. And I think that this episode is is actually going to to come out on October 1st, which is the same day as um, as the new version of your course is coming out. So why don't we wrap up like this? Just share. If there's anything else you want to share with the audience? Um, tell us more about the new course, where they can find it, and um, if there's anywhere else uh, people can find you online. Sure. So the new course is going to be at socialbrandschool.com. That's the best place to find us and engage. And we're also at Social Brand School on Instagram. And the new course is all about getting you up and running on Instagram faster and more effective than ever before. So whether you're starting from scratch or whether you have some experience on Instagram, you'll learn how to kind of take your revenues to the next level by investing in great content that tells your story and directly engaging with your community, building a community of people that know, like, and trust you and that want to share your course with all of their friends and family. Awesome. I'm definitely going to check it out. Thanks so much for joining me, Julie. Thank you, Jock. Appreciate it. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Online Course Guy podcast. You can find all the detailed show notes and links by going to theonlinecourseguy.com slash 78. Of course, check out our sponsor, Bonjoro. Get a 14-day free trial by going to bonjoro.com slash Jacques. And of course, of course, check out my free online course workshop at theonlinecourseguy.com. This is for those of you that want to create a wildly profitable online course or those of you that have an online course already but it just hasn't reached your goals yet. Check that out. It's about 30 minutes long. It's free and it's going to teach you all kinds of stuff about growing an online course business, including the only three things that you need to be focusing on to have a successful online course business. And as always, stay tuned for the next episode. We'll see you then.